everybody. It's Elizabeth Magazine with Balance and the Bar Podcast and Authentic Consulting. And I am here with Rachel Roth. Rachel works for Authentic Consulting. She has been an amazing asset. She is a mother trying to juggle motherhood and two children. And I am going to just um, leave it to you, Rachel, to tell us a little bit about, you know, your kids and their ages, grades, and what you think about, is there balance in working and trying to juggle being a mom? That's a beautiful question. And I think that most moms that get back into the workforce, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom for about eight years um, before I considered rejoining the workforce. Elizabeth was, you know, you were the main catalyst for that. And I'm so appreciative of that because I'm I'm still trying, of course, to find balance. I don't know if anyone ever finds balance um, while doing this, but I've got a, I've got a, just turned nine-year-old lyric, Grace Roth. And I've got Jax that's going to be turning six August 3rd, first year of full-time school. So I look forward to that in some ways um, because I think that it will create a little bit more balance. You know, we're working out schedules and things like that. And um, the kids are getting used to me working again. But I think I think that there is so much joy in, in doing both. And I'm really enjoying doing that. And I, I consistently work on trying to set boundaries or time limits of certain things that I'm working on so that I can manage each aspect of my life. Um, but I have grace and mercy for myself. You know what? I've, I've learned to let it go if the day doesn't go great. <laughs> you know, if I say, okay, these are my intentions. I've set them. I'm going to work for these many hours. I'm going to get to Jackson Lyric at this time. And sometimes it doesn't happen. So to not be so hard on yourself is a part of trying to find that, that balance. It's interesting that you're saying that. So a few things that kind of resonate with me is this, this idea of perfection in everything you do. I think when you're a mom, I know when you're a mom, you're always trying to do everything perfectly. And when I was raising my children back before this whole situation and social media, I remember being at the PTA meetings or being with other groups of moms in play group. And you're trying to be competitive with the other moms. You're like, oh, that mom made a great lunch or that mom did this. But right. I can't even imagine the pressure now of seeing all the social media sites, the mom sites, the yeah. mom blogs, you know, trying to keep up with that. And what I think is really interesting is that you have been like this perfect mom, you know, You'll talk about doing the art projects and doing them like 100%. But the thing is, it's like the blessing of a skin knee, this book that I love that I'm going to talk more about. It's just, you don't need to be perfect. And I think that right. when the kids see that it, what you're doing and trying to balance the work and not just doing everything for them, it makes the children so much more independent. And to yeah, me, yeah. everything. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I think going into this and any new transition in your life, you put, you do, you put so much pressure on yourself to make every single job that you have, every role that you play in your life, perfection. Um, you know what? I've, I've been able to use this as a life lesson for even my kids. Cause of course, part of this transition has been them saying, why do you have to work? You don't, you know, they're noticing that my time is scheduled differently with them. But it's an opportunity for me to show them that you can do more than just one thing. And it can be hard and you can mess up. So there's times where, you know, if Lyric comes to me and says, you promised me that you were going to read this book with me and you didn't. 
automatically as a mother, you're, you're flooded with guilt and you, you can really get down by that kind of stuff. But if you reframe it and use it as a, as a opportunity to teach my daughter, like, listen, Lyric, you know what? You're right. And I'm sorry that it didn't turn out that way, but this is what I accomplished today. And it made me feel really good. And you'll find one thing you brought up is the word guilt. And I kind of want to delve that a little bit because why does the mother feel guilt? I am guaranteeing you that the husbands and the fathers do not feel guilty that that they at 8 a.m. that day and they don't sometimes get home after a business meeting till nine o'clock at night. Do they feel any guilt? I guarantee they don't feel guilt. And why is it that because you're the mother, you have this guilt? That's where I, you know, so it's Grace and mercy, giving yourself, you know, the, you're, it's okay. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. And then right. also this feeling that you feel like, oh, if I didn't do this perfectly or I wasn't on for this and on for that, then I feel this guilt. That's an interesting piece it, that I just want to, you know, explore because the, for sure, and I'm not bashing the men at all. I mean, it's just cultural, Right. right? For I sure. think it's just the way we're wired too. I mean, I know for me, naturally, I'm a nurturer. I think that that's always how I've been. I'm a fixer. And I'm also someone that can multitask. You know, I can be sitting there working and have 50, you've heard me at my house. You're like, what is going on over there? I can have 15 kids at my house while making mac and cheese, while working. So the tolerance, I don't know if it's a tolerance thing. Um, or if it's just this, we're, ex- we were, we were ex- expected to handle it all. I don't know. Multitasking but- is everything. And I feel like when yeah. I work, I've always been a multitasker, you know, and I think that when you look at like the work piece versus the motherhood piece, they're both work, right? Whether you're a stay at home mom working in the home. One you just you're- never clock out of. Yeah. I think what I really would like to see happening more and more. And I do think younger couples now that are starting out, they divide and conquer in a different way than I did when I was starting out. A lot more moms are working now, you know? Yeah. And I think that it's how you set the expectation with your partner or spouse from the very beginning. It's like, Hey, like we're both in this and it's that division labor and if you're going to sacrifice your career as a woman or a man, and, and I mean, I don't want this podcast to only be about, you know, women. I mean, I feel like our audience is going to be a lot of that. And the book that I'm working on now is about how do you balance things as a mother and working and is there balance? Does it exist? So I do want to explore it in depth. But I don't want it to be like we're bashing the dads or the, or the men because right. they bring so much to the table and that partnership piece is so yes. important. But I feel like we need to set those expectations from the beginning of the relationship when the children are first born and make the decisions. How are we going to partner? And it almost needs to be like the same way you're going to write a business plan. You need to write up a parenting plan. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. And you know what? I think that if you sit... When you have those conversations in the beginning, before even you have kids, there's a lot of things that change, you know, but you have to have, as long as you have the goal of the communication expectations there as a ground, as a base, 
then any kind of adversity that happens, you can go back to that, okay, what do we do? Communication's key for this to work. You know, for my husband, this has been a major transition in my household. And when we first got married, you know, we we really were in the um in the mindset that I would stay home with the kids, he would be the provider, and I would take care of, you know, the the home. So with this new idea that we hadn't talked about before, it was a transition and I we had to have you many know, conversations. Some crazy. went great, some didn't. Yeah, and you know, and I want to say too like when you talk about the grace and mercy, like give them the grace and mercy too. Oh, 100%. You know, so yeah. many times women are like so frustrated like, "Oh my god, you know what I did today?" And what yeah. did you But if you don't set the boundaries and expectations and you don't have that discussion, how right. do you expect your partner or spouse to really be able to give what you need if you just expect them to be a mind reader. And I do well, think-, and I think you're right. I think that one of the things that I found that works for me is that setting the expectations, giving the grace and mercy when it doesn't go the way that you thought it should go, but also taking the time out to explain, okay, th the way that this went was not ideal. And this is the way that it made me feel, but also giving praise for when they do step in. And, you know, yesterday I've got a perfect example of this. I was overwhelmed with, we had, you know, we had so many great, but crazy things happening with work. And well, you're dealing with nice man. So everybody knows like the way that I work as an <laughs> entrepreneur, I like have 6,000 ideas yeah. and we're a visionary team. <laughs> and then I leave it for them to go, well, which one is the most important and how do right. we prioritize getting all this done. And so poor Rachel is the, gets the brunt of a lot of the brain. I absolutely enjoy it, but it's, a, you know, you just have, it turned into an eight hour work day. And so I was feeling that pressure, you know, where you feel the mom guilt. I didn't get to my kids the way I wanted to. I was planning on cooking this amazing chicken meal. And Justin, my husband stepped in and he made dinner and he made extra chicken breasts for me to pre-plan my meals for the rest of the week. And I thought I needed to, I needed to take the time out from my busy schedule to recognize and give him a little praise and admiration and saying what you did for me. And I took him aside. I said, what you did for me was showing me love through action because I was really feeling overwhelmed. You stepped up without me even asking you and you took over something that I just couldn't get to, well, but it made me feel so good. What I'm thinking about when you tell that story, and maybe we can talk about this story. Yeah. Chicken. It's the chicken. chicken. It's all about the chicken. And we really oh need, to, we need talk to talk about balance. Because that's actually a funny story. And I want that to be a chapter in the oh book. Oh, my word. And that day was so interesting. So I'm going to set yes. the... I'm going to set the, um, the platform here. I'm going to yeah, set, okay, yeah, set, up, set up the story. This is pretty funny. We're doing an offsite for authentic consulting where we're going to spend the entire day kind of working right. on the business model. I don't know. This was maybe six months ago or so. We have our whole team in town. It's an all day jam session in a conference room <laughs> with a whiteboard with a lot of, uh, you know, an agenda, the whole thing. And Rachel comes in and she's literally in the business suit, like ready to rock and roll. Everything's so going good. Yes. <laughs> away. She's like, I got this. Like the kids are away. Kids are at school. I've got the whole day free to work. Yeah. And maybe an hour into the morning, there's a phone call. She's like, Oh, I have to take this. She goes running out 
and I'm going to let you finish the story because chicken is, is the operative oh, word. word. So, you know, it's, it's crazy. Everybody that has kids usually knows this, that, you know, you never know sometimes what comes out of your kid's mouth or the phone calls that you get from teachers are so a lot of left field. You would never expect to be dealing with that. But so I get this phone call and it's the school. And usually it's like, oh, shoot, she's sick. I got to go get her or something like that. Because she's a really, really good girl. So I've never got complaints that she's doing something wrong. However, this in particular day, they had a very serious chapel. And it was a somber chapel. They were talking about something very, very serious. And I guess my daughter, in her nervousness or uncomfortability with what the topic was, yelled out, chicken. And I don't... Her and her girlfriend, her nickname's Chicken Nugget. They talk about going crazy like chickens. So chicken's a thing for her. But when the when the principal was telling me, she just yelled out chicken in the middle of chapel where they were like about to pray and all this kind of stuff. I was like, are you serious? Do you want me to come and pick her up? I just couldn't. So now the joke is, is that whenever, anytime we're overwhelmed or like things are just going crazy and we don't know what to say, we will yell out chicken. <laughs> it's an operative word. But I, I think what really was so, you know, in, in that moment is in that room, there was mostly women, you know, right. working with us. And Jennifer, who works as a partner with us, she has so many stories of we both have had those moments with our children. And we've watched the evolution of being so scared. The teacher calls her like, what's wrong with my kid? Right. And you then come to realize that what was looked at as maybe this crazy behavior when the kids are, you know, younger and they're getting called out. Um, and I'll tell you a funny story about my son. They end up becoming these amazing people and personalities. Oh. And so you were so stressed in that moment, but we saw it as, wow, Lyric is going to have this amazing personality. And, right. you know, that's the don't sweat the small stuff at the, in the moment, it felt so heavy and so big, but in the long term, it's not going to ever matter. My right. son actually, um, had two funny incidents in middle school. It was like the end of the school year. And I get a phone call from the principal, my oldest son, Andrew, and the principal's like, we're very scared that your son is going to end up starting a food fight. And I'm thinking... <laughs> Okay, you know, what's so terrible about that? So we put cameras in the lunchroom because he's like going to start a whole thing and we're like so afraid that he's going to do that. And I remember being mortified. Well, so the next day comes around and it is, it's the end of school. And instead of doing the food fight, because I read him the riot act, you are well, not I'm sure. Yeah. You no, know, I know it's tradition on the last day of eighth grade before you go to high school, but you're not going to be the leader doing this. The principal made it clear this is a huge problem, not on my watch. He then takes a kid and puts all these kids in garbage cans and starts like rolling them down the hallway. That happens. I don't know. So I laugh now because he is such a, you know, soul and an entrepreneur and he doesn't think like anyone and he's not going to always like stay in between the lines but it served him so well in his life and his career and at the time I remember just being mortified so you know watching these kids you know I think to me it's a matter of they watch you Rachel they watch both parents you know or if you have a single parent they're watching 
the parent juggle it all and they're watching you not be perfect because they're not going to be perfect. That's okay. I think that's really a good life lesson for them to see. It, it, it shows them that A, starting something new is scary. It's hard. There comes all these challenges. You will be overwhelmed at times. But having your kids see you in those moments where you're overwhelmed, but you take leadership and ownership and you think, I can get through anything. One of the things that I tell my my not watching, I'm gonna tell you oh, right they are. now. Oh yeah. They're always watching. And my oh, yeah. daughter, who's now 22, will remind me of certain things, you know, <laughs> when she was younger that she saw me do work-wise or how I would be on the phone with something that I never even realized she was watching. Yeah. And it's built into her. She asserts herself into situations and she's like, well, why would you think I wouldn't fight for that? You're my mom and I've been watching you do this for all these years. That You have to be able to sit back, Elizabeth, and now that your kids are older, that's got to feel so good. Because I'm sure during those moments, you didn't know if you were doing the right thing by them or you didn't know if it was, you had that mom guilt. I'm sure you were such a, oh, always been such a really um, successful businesswoman and and now looking back, you can see like, okay, yeah. everything was all right. I was doing the right thing. The guilt was really a lot because yeah. in the community that we lived in, there wasn't, there weren't a lot of working moms. Sure. 95%, it was an affluent community and 95% of the women were not working. And I remember yeah. feeling like I had to hide it. Like it was embarrassing almost when I would go meet with other moms for, you know, somebody's birthday dinner, they would all talk about their day. And I was always like, I can't talk about my day. I sometimes would sit mute, me, mute, that's shocking to imagine, at the table because I didn't just play tennis all day and, you know, I had nothing to talk about in certain situations. Um, so I think back on a lot of that and I, I wish that maybe I had joined or that there were some organizations for moms. And I was lucky. I mean, listen, I was so lucky because we owned our own company. I started a company, you know, um, years back and it was, you know, my company, I ran sales, I ran marketing, but I was able to make it on my own schedule. I worked remotely before that was even a thing. Mm -hmm. I would juggle around whatever I needed to do for the kids but it still always felt like I wasn't doing everything perfectly. It always felt like I was running and spread thin. Of so, course. you know, do we yeah. ever get rid of that feeling though? I th it's so crazy because I think that, I don't know if that feeling ever really goes away. We're always going to feel like we should be doing more. And that's why I think part of finding balance, getting back to that, is that you've got to set some time aside for yourself to give you so yourself some self-love of like, okay, you know, for me, that's between the hours of like 10 to I don't sleep. So maybe two o'clock in the morning. And what I'll do is I'll just either read a book or I'll watch my favorite, you know, show that just kind of takes me out of all the busyness of the day or even, you know, um, practice of like, okay, what is my mantra? I'm, I'm, what did I do great today? Or give yourself some positive talk even. You no, know, I mean, so I think that, that that helps with the balance is the self-care. So we're going to end this podcast and we'll be back with Rachel um, to come. But we're going to end this with, I think what I've got out of it is that you are going to feel guilty, but you shouldn't is number right. one. Second, grace and mercy, like make sure that you partner 
with your partner or spouse and you give them grace and mercy and you give it to yourself. Absolutely. Um, you multitasking is okay, but just stay focused and everybody's not going to be perfect. And the kids learn from the way that you're juggling it all. And is there balance? I think that there can be if it's done right. So thank you so much for joining us on Balance in the Bar. And remember, when you're having a bad day, just yell out, chicken. <laughs> All about yelling out chicken. Um, <laughs> much. Thank you. Bye.